Hey everybody, what's up? It's Patrick Thompson with Redirection Direct, and I'm here today with my guest, Mr. Danelle Thompson, the lovely, the intelligent, the hardworking Danelle Thompson. Say hello, Danelle. Hi, guys. We've been talking for about an hour and a half, and all of a sudden, now she has lost all volume in her voice. I did. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) She doesn't realize I can edit any way I want to. All right. So this, this little segment that I'm doing is I felt like I need to highlight hardworking women, mothers. So I'm calling this series, if you will, Mothers on a Mission. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, moms. Or if you throw the A in there, it's moms. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) But moms, mothers on a mission. Because I know a lot of women that that are mothers and they have they work really hard and they happen to have a side hustle so the now i've now known for probably we're we're talking we're talking 12 years because we met in church when i first moved here to tulsa is that right right yeah so when i first moved here to tulsa she had little kids i had little kids now i have a semi adult child and a teenager and she has a a uh, teenager and a 10 year old. So, but I've had the opportunity to work with Danelle, uh, a couple of different capacities and I've seen what she does. She's good at organizing things. She's good at project management. And I wanted to bring her on my podcast to just talk about what life is like for, for a, a mother, a mother who is trying to hustle, trying to get stuff done. So thanks for joining me, Danelle. Thanks for being patient and waiting literally for an hour and a half for me to figure out how to make this work. You're welcome. Uh, let's start with, just tell me a little bit about yourself. What, what just, you know, where'd you grow up? So I'm from Tulsa. Um, I went to McLean for a couple years and then went to Trinity High School in Oklahoma City. And, um, nope, I'm sorry, Putnam City North in Oklahoma City. And then I graduated at Trinity High in Euless, Texas. Put, wait a minute, Putnam City North? In Oklahoma City. Oh, Oklahoma, okay. Yeah, there's a Putnam City and then a Putnam City North. Okay. So. All right. Those who are from Oklahoma City, they, they know. They're rivals, but, um, so I went there. And then, of course, I graduated in Euless. Um, then when I turned 18, I moved back up here. And did nothing for a little bit. Um, I have now a master's degree in organizational leadership and a master's degree in strategic leadership. Wait a minute, you have two masters? No, I have a bachelor's and a master's, sorry. Okay, so your bachelor's is in? Bachelor's is in organizational leadership. Master's is in strategic leadership. Strategic leadership, okay. Now I'm just going to give a little side note on this strategic, air quote, strategic leadership. So one time... Back in the Agape, our church that we went to is called Agape Bible Fellowship. She was the director of the kids, right? The children's ministry. Children's, min- children's ministry. And so sh- I'm thinking you're the one that came up with the, the whole summertime church. What was that called? Vacation Bible Vacation School. Bible. That was your idea, right? Yes. Okay. So, so church, lots of volunteer. 
and she had this amazing idea for this for the uh, vacation Bible school. It was a great idea. However, you had to have some volunteers. So this quote unquote strategic leadership is more like a task. I'm just doing a task. <laughs> but she uh, definitely had us working pretty hard to make this uh, to make this vacation Bible school come together. At the same time. Um, it was a good experience because she took a lot of nothing and made something awesome. The kids loved it. My kids loved it. I love those honey cinnamon little toastings they had to eat. So Thanks to Miss Sheila Brown. good. <laughs> and um, but that's one of the things that really has impressed me about you is that you you know you can you really can cast a vision, bring people together, and make it work. So tell me a little bit about your your thought process when you, 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 you know, what makes you tick in this creative thought process? Good question. I don't know that answer. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes along. It's a natural instinct that kicks um, into gear. Once I begin um, processing it, it's kind of like a horse with blinders on your focus and you're going only straight. Um, so um, there's, it's just kind of hard to, to explain, it's kind of like a speaker. Um, they're probably not really well of speaking in front of the crowd. Um, but once they get on stage, then they, they just channel all that energy and then they just kick off full throttle. Mm -hmm. So there's no real answer to how I do what I do or how do I get to that place. So what, what is it that you do? Now, we, when we know jobs and stuff like that, I'm talking about the side hustle. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you like to do? So my goal is to create a, um, it's in different levels, but the first stage is to um, rent out backdrops mm -hmm. for parties and events mm -hmm. because we don't have anything like that here in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And then the second level would be um, having a facility that houses birthday parties, weddings, or any um, kind of corporate meetings. Um, and for the birthday part, it's more catered to babies all the way up to 10, year, 10 years of age, especially if you don't like Chuck E. Cheese or Incredible Pizza. Um, you get tired of that after a while. You can only do that for so long. And after, after a while, you're like, okay, what's next? What can I do? And you may not also have the room in your residence to house a really good birthday party. So that's where we kind of come in because um, some of the corporate companies, they forget about the babies or one-year-old birthdays or uh, toddlers so they can crawl around and play um, or a three-year-old who may, you know, want something magical like a princess party or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of companies here that, that do that. So that's where I want to go. Now, what's the name of, what are you, what's the name of your organization? The business, um, it's called Inspired Impressions. Mm -hmm. So basically my inspiration comes from your choice of um, what you want. And then I um, create it for you. Um, not everyone is artistic or creative. That's right. So that's right. Especially <laughs> us dudes. We're not, you know. So that's my gift is creating things. And those who know me, they know that I do a good job and, um, if I had enough money mm -hmm. to do something, um, it would be awesome. You know, um, 
I try to make sure that I do the best that I can and I'm a little OCD. I'm making sure that it's perfect. No, uh, OCD. <laughs> I am OCD. <laughs> <laughs> little bit. So, um, that's but, good though, because the product, and I, like I am talking about the, the, um, the vacation Bible school is a great product. You know, I was like, wow, look at this place, man. And, you know, um, even with the weddings I've been in, the the anniversaries it's always a great product so ocd is probably the right thing to have in those situations yeah because if i was that person i would want everything to be perfect mm -hmm. and if i don't see it as perfect then they're not going to see it as perfect but as long as the client is happy um at the end result which i haven't had anyone not happy right. then i know that i did my job and i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing right okay so tell me a little bit about your boys I have two sons. Um, I have a 15-year-old and a 10-year-old. Okay. Tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just like any average boys, you know, the 15-year-old. Um, he he'll be going in 10th grade um, this school year, so he has a couple more years before he goes to college. He wants to attend University of Texas in Dallas so he can major in gaming design. Awesome. Um, my 10 year old, he wants to become an orthopedic surgeon. Um, of course <laughs> that might change. Uh, I don't know. He's 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then on his side hustle, he wants to be a YouTuber. Who? You never told me that. Yes. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. He wants to, I was like, okay, whatever tickles your fancy. You know, I don't, I don't discourage. You should have told me that. Passion, but yeah. Uh huh. He, do you let him do stuff like that? No, I don't. I don't really get into exposure of <laughs> my children on social media. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in social media, but I try to make sure my kids are not until they want to be exposed because of the world that we have. Right. So, so the next time you come through, I'm going to put you on camera. You'll let me put you on camera next time? Don't know. <laughs> she wouldn't let me do that. So. Maybe next time. I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of person. I don't like to be shown or in, yeah, or anything well. like that. So, but um, yeah, so the, they're into music. Um, the oldest one is trying to learn piano. The youngest one, a guitar. And of course they're just average kids. They love drawing. They love playing video games and they're, they love watching, you know, cartoons. So, so I, I know that, um, you know, the times that we've conversated and stuff recently that there'd be times like, okay, I got to go get this kid and I go do this and do that. So tell me about as you're trying to grow your vision, which it's not just the in, um, inspired impressions. It's also, you want to be a real estate agent. So you're trying to study for that as well. Right. Mom's on a mission, baby. So tell me about the time constraints of trying to juggle the boys and all the things that they're doing. Dallas is dancing. Jalen has got camps and doing all this other stuff. Tell me about how you're juggling that. You just do it. I mean, any mother knows that, okay, as long as you plan your day out mm -hmm. um, and you just kind of wrap what they need because children's needs come first. Um, and then you kind of incorporate your needs and the older they get, the easier it is yes, when they're younger. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have a lot of, me time um because it's always their time they mm -hmm. need something from you mm -hmm. um but from what i was told as even as adult children they still need stuff from right. you <laughs> right. they can need it from a distance at that right. 
yeah. I'm required until the age of 18 yeah. to supply all your needs. <laughs> you could just go need it and need it over there somewhere. Yeah. Right. So um, it's just all about planning. That's pretty much it right now. It's just making sure, okay, I got to pick up this person at this time, drop him off. And you just kind of organize yourself. And then, you know, hopefully that you're able to eat and sleep and take a shower, <laughs> you know, and you just kind of not overwhelm yourself. But, you know, it's just it's, as a mother, it's just kind of like kicks in an instinct that, okay, I got to get this done. So it's no real strategy mm-hmm. except just planning. So what are some of the, because, you know, as we've talked and you don't have to divulge everything but you mentioned something about you wish things could have gone differently for you. Yes. And what, what, did, what did you mean by that? So um, a lady never tells her age, but I'm okay with it. I'll be 39 this year. And I kind of looked at my life and I'm not content. And I was talking to a friend of mine um, who's a little bit younger than me. She just had a baby mm-hmm. and I had to like, just, tell her, Hey, um, if you don't want to end up like me, you need to get yourself together. Don't do it when your baby turns three or four or five, because that's when they need you the most. Um, and you know, don't just settle for an average job, look for a career or a passion of yours so that you can do something that you're wanting to do. Those who work in an industry or a company, um, and they feel like, they're not contributing or they are not really happy. Like if you're not happy of rolling out of bed, going to work and doing what you're loving to do, you're not going to put 120% in it. You're going to put about 50 and you're only doing that to get the bills paid. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask yourself, am I wanting to do that for the rest of my life? Because retirement right now is 65 and I'm sure uncle Sam is going to rise, raise it to like 67, Mm -hmm. almost to 70 before they'll even give you um, any kind of social security. And with that, you still don't have a lot either. So you have to kind of look at a forecast of your life, even though you think that that's so far away, but my thirties creeped up on me real quick (laughs) and (laughs) you blink and you're like, Oh, I'm about to go over into the forties, you know? And you, you really, I'm not happy where I am. I'm glad that I went through the, the, the trials and tribulations and stuff because it helped me. So maybe I can help others in the future. Um, but the good thing with my thirties is I got my bachelor's and my master's. So I accomplished that, but occupational wise, I'm not there yet. Um, and so I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to own my own business. Why is that? What, what do you think caused you to feel like that? Some Um, past kid, you know, dad, mom, something. No, it's just, I'm always a take charge kind of person. I always been that way. I agree. (laughs) And I just, I'm making, I'm helping make money for others. Mm -hmm. Why am I not making money for myself and then leaving that for my children? I agree. Um, so I'm helping someone succeed in their business mm-hmm. but what about you what about me right. because mm-hmm. at the end of the day they have a bigger house than me they have a fancier car they're able to go and take off and go on vacation and get things and do things for themselves and their family whereas I am working a job that I really don't care about um, just to make ends meet mm-hmm. 
So um, I just don't see it that way. I, I know in the Bible, it says that you're supposed to leave. Um, you're, you're supposed to leave things to your children. Mm-hmm. Well, what am I leaving to my children? Mm-hmm. Debt. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, besides sadness, but debt. Mm-hmm. I should be leaving something behind for my children to flourish in and to not be, you know, on ground zero asking friends or family for money or anything like that. So you, you need to make sure you're taking care of your family, not when they're born, but also when you leave this earth. So my mind mentality has changed over the years. And when I was 18, between 18 and 20, a friend of mine, um, friend of the family had said, Danelle, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing anything? And so he was like, you need to go become someone right. and be in occupation that you know is going to last. And so I did do that because my mind mentality as any young person, you don't forecast your, your life. You, you don't see yourself in your twenties, thirties and forties and all that, even though they creep up, but no one actually taught me to pre-plan. Mm-hmm. Um, when I left my father and my stepmother's house, um, the counselor at the school said to my dad, Hey, she, gra-. so I graduated a semester early. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing my father could tell me was, I don't have any money for you to go to college. So he didn't even give me that opportunity um, to get me to college, to be someone, to be something. And it's not, not even like, Hey, let me just go ahead and help you get into it. At least. Right. No, nope, he just said, can't afford it. Okay. In my mind, I'm thinking you could if you really wanted to, if you actually educated yourself, but then his parents never taught him to do that. So it's a cycle of, um, I can't help you. So I, um, like I said, I came back to, to Oklahoma and then that's when my family, the friends said, hey, you need to do something with your life. Don't just work a nine to five and that's pretty much it, making $10, $12 an hour. Right. Um, so I went into... Um, pharmacy tech. And I did that for a little bit, but I knew that that wasn't something I wanted to be invest in. I didn't want to be a pharmacist One, I'm not good in chemistry nor math. Um, so that is not my, my, my talent. Mm-hmm. So, um, they make really good money. Um, their education is shorter than the average doctor, but it's just all about that. Those, those criteria classes you needed. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to pass. Right. Um, so I left that and then I changed my major um, multiple times. I never really had my mind set on one. So I think I changed my major like five times, which some people or most people do do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason behind that because no one's helping you understand what is your passion. That's good. Um, That's good. Which, you know, even though my 10 year old may want to be a, a doctor now within five years, he may want to be something else. But, but one thing that on the side we're talking about is you gotta, you know, you gotta expose them, which is, you know, it's, it's not good that you didn't have somebody saying, Hey, try this, you know, or let me try to get you into college. That's not good. But now that you know better, you do better. So you think, let me, Dallas wants to dance. Go try dancing. You know? mm-hmm. And um, J- uh, D- Jalen, that's the sons, Dallas and Jalen. Jalen, you know, he wants to be talking about being a programmer. Put him in a programming uh, um, um, summer thing. Yeah. So that that's, you know, that's 
it's kind of bad for you, but it's it's good for them because you're trying to expose them to stuff. Right, and break the cycle that my parents and grandparents did not expose my parents so that they can expose right. um, me and yeah. my sisters on, hey, we had to figure out ourselves. And I was kind of late in the game, but um, another person who told me to, um, my my quote for the year is like, get your life right. So my sister was like, you need to go to college. And in my mind, I was like, why do I need to go to college? Why would I repeat what I did in high school? That's stupid. It's not about that. It's about, cause I did not like school at all. I was just like, yes, I'm done. Woohoo. I mean, most people, they probably don't like school, yeah. but then to go to school again for another four years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but then the reality kicked in, in my twenties, like, yeah, I do need to do something. Um, and most um, African-American homes, they don't encourage their children to succeed and excel and to do things if you're a average to low income family, if your family, if your parents are already, um, you know, directors or doctors or, or nurses or something in a high level occupation, the child is more prone to steer in that same direction. Um, not to belittle anyone who's worked their butt off by working at a corporation mm -hmm. is all about, are you pushing your child in the right direction? Are you right. exposing them to things that no one knows about like these STEM camps yep. and they have now more stuff than they had when you and I were in school, which is sad, mm -hmm. but just to expose them. And some people get discouraged because they can't afford a summer camp. Mm -hmm. You know, that's $1,500 because right. it's an overnight stay. Right. Well, let's figure out how to get that done. Right. You know, save up, um, ask for a scholarship, mm -hmm. um, see if they can even go for free. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some camps that are willing to pay half, if not all, mm -hmm. um, for your child to stay at a camp. But it's all about exposure and letting them see because my oldest one, he doesn't know if he really wants to do game and design. He might want to do CG. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite shows, which is probably a lot of people's favorite show until the last season was Games of Thrones. And he was always interested on how do they make those dragons look realistic. Now, I didn't let him watch it, but he saw commercials. Right. And I said, well, Jay, it's about CG. And he was like, well, what is that? Well, that's more in the, 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 um, the movie side, you know, and he's never been exposed to that. So if I can find something um relatable in a camp that exposes him to that mm -hmm. then he might lean towards that but it's still exposing your child and not limiting them um because you don't know the resources or the information mm -hmm. um whoever made google bless their hearts because that is like the most powerful tool that has been probably given to us um to to research and find things mm -hmm. you know so but um, any other questions? I'm sorry, I kind of sidetracked on there. No, no, that's perfect. That's that's what we're here is to to chop it up and and walk through that stuff. Um, but you did say something that that caught my attention about um, when you were younger, and you know your your dad didn't and your parents didn't really take that on, and so the first question, the the, uh, the original question was about where do you think that entrepreneurship came from? So it's interesting that you, you had that experience with your, with your parents, not really taking, taking on the debt. My parents didn't do it either. Yeah. Which, you know, it is, it is what it is, 
but it seems like it's lit some sort of a fire fire in you. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing, hope you don't mind, you're a single mother. Right. So that's one of the things that I admire because we've talked about this. I don't see, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a huge difference. And you, somebody listening to this may totally disagree. Well, this is my opinion, my show, my opinion. <laughs> um, I see, I see so many single mothers whether they're a single mother now or they were a single mother and they remarried, got married, whatever the case may be, just totally driven like no other, driven more than, than a lot of men and, and, and quite frankly, a lot of uh, men of color. And unfortunately, it sounds like a lot of that is because of background. Um, yeah, it is. I think that once we become mothers, there's something instilled in us um, that one it kicks in as a motherly instinct Mm -hmm. but also um they give us the motivation to push ourselves because one they have to lean on us they depend on us um food shelter clothing even if the significant other or the child's father is not involved in that child's life that child is still relying on the mother to take care of them and as a mother is your duty to make sure that they survive until they turn 18 but stay breathing keep them alive clothed fed sheltered bathe you know the basics but we maybe if they're boys maybe (laughs) that's a whole nother different different podcast (laughs) um but it's it's our responsibility and we can't give up we are not allowed to give up Mm -hmm. and by having those those innocent people who we created it is our responsibility to make sure that they survive and and succeed Mm -hmm. If you can't do that for them, in my mind, in my opinion, don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do not breed them. Mm-hmm. I, and, th- and that's another thing that, I, that I've seen in the single mothers who are doing amazing things. They kind of have the same. When they start doing these amazing things, it's like they had this come to Jesus moment like, well, I'm here. This is my responsibility. Let's make this work. You grow up real fast, depending on your age. I mean, you, um, I have a friend who didn't have kids and she just thought everything that was kid like she, it was stupid. (laughs) And she was like, well, why, why do they want to watch that cartoon or why do they have to do this? Or why are they into cartoon character shoes? And she didn't have that mind mentality. And then the moment she had her child, she's like, Oh, Oh, this makes sense now. Now I know why mm-hmm. when you go to church, you have to check in your kid and then check them out with a, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a number so yeah. that no one steals your right, kid, you right. know? And now I know why mothers take their kids into the bathroom or they allow their sibling. She knows it now because yeah. now she's a mother. And like I said, I don't know. There's a light switch. There's a light switch that happens and you just kind of take that and you run with it. But then, like I said, they rely on you mm-hmm. and now it's your responsibility to help them on the way and teach them as much as possible um, yeah. as they grow up. And which is, you know, when you do that, husband or not, that's going to put something into them. Even like, married couples, yeah. the mother usually, or the wife is usually the one who takes care of the kids. It's not intentional, but, but it's just yeah. something mm-hmm. that is building a woman when they become a mother that they pack the lunch, make sure they're, 
you know, they're fed, make sure they brush their teeth, floss their teeth, help them learn how to tie their shoes. Dads usually, you know, help ride a bicycle, learn how to play basketball, teach them how to cut grass, teach Mm -hmm. them how to build something, teach them how to change an oil. We're more of a, a, on a different level. Right. It's natural. Can't help it. Guys, guys can learn it. Yeah. But There's that's the thing. That brave girls hate their daughter's hairs and stuff like we that. Learn it, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we don't grow up, and it's not. It's just not culturally. That's just not the way it is. But the cool thing is, with your boys seeing you push like this, for number one, they're probably not going to go after a slouch for a woman. No, they're not. It's not allowed. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> they're they're going to be like, well, shoot, my mom worked hard, then I guess I need to work hard. So, right. Just cool. So if you, as a mother on a mission. What would you tell somebody out there, another mother out there who's not yet on a mission or they feel dejected, they feel tired, they're just, they're just, they're just, they're just dejected. They're like, man, this is not working. I want to do this and that, but I'm having all these struggles. What, what, um, I'm going to have to cut this place because I'm thinking. (laughs) What advice would you give them? to directly redirect their path? Um, One, don't give up. Two, find someone who's older than you that has children that are already adults so you can ask their opinions and feedback. That is good. Make sure that person is optimistic, not pessimistic. Now here, now, so I'm going to stop right there because my show, my opinion, again, it it is so rare for a woman, a younger woman like you, to say find a older female mentor. That is rare. It just doesn't happen. So to hear that, because you it's more, you're more apt to hear a guy like myself or a younger man to say, yeah, I need a mentor. But for you to say that, that's what. Where did that come from? Um, over time, uh, I can shout out Joyce Goodrum. She was my mentor. She. She took me in as her own when I was 14, while I was still going to, you know, uh, ninth grade. And I kind of honestly thought y'all were related. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) I'm not making that up. I honestly thought y'all were related. Well, we, I mean, they're from my, my grandparents and her family are from the same town, Boynton, but she's known me since I was a baby. I honestly thought y'all were related. (laughs) I'm not even, I'm not, right now, I thought y'all were related. Well, I call her mama. So, and I call her husband, um, daddy, you know, and they just embrace it and take it. I thought they were like, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Crazy. Yeah. She was the one who helped me get back in church. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of followed her like a little baby duckling. Um, If she went to one church, then I followed her to the next church. And that was in my, in my early Mm -hmm. twenties. And she helped me learn that I need to have Christ in my life because as you leave your home, your parents' home, you don't go to church anymore. You stray away. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is a no-no like if you have found christ in your life um and you go to college and you don't attend then it's gonna be hard for you to get back up on that horse and go to church and get spiritually fed but for those who have not found christ and you're still sad or depressed or things are just not working out try it try them you're not gonna have sunshine, ice cream, daffodil days every single day of your oh, life. No, <laughs> but he will. T- <laughs> he will take care of you from yeah. beginning to end. He will test you because he wants to make you stronger. 
and he wants your your um, experience to be exposed to others so that's you can good. encourage others that's good. but um, that's how um, the my mentality of how I got so the mentor part is I would just confide in her and it was amazing that some of the experiences she had in her past I had going on at that time and so she would help me and motivate me and just pray for me and everything and so as I got older I started surrounding myself with just positive people if you were not positive Mm -hmm. if you always belittle me down me talked crazy act ignorant just was off to the left or side, I remove you from my circle. Deuces. You got right. to go. Uh-huh. And I, because what happens is, is that people don't understand that if you're exposed to that drama, it feeds into you. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends that I have, we just kind of, you know, went different path because they got married or something like that. That's right. totally different. Right. I'm talking about people who never talk positive mm-hmm. to you or encourage you to you know, do something awesome with your life or always wants you just to stay in this little box and that's it. And I had to remove those people. And um, as you get older, you kind of learn that of, okay, I can't have that manifest in me. Right. You know, because when you're a mother, if you have that negative mind, you're going to feed that to your children. And then they won't be anything, you know, uh, nine chances out of 10. Yeah, that's good. So... Well, that's some good stuff. So uh, how can people get in touch with you in um, Inspired Impressions? How can they reach you? Um, I have a Facebook page. It's Inspired Impressions. Um, hashtag II Tulsa. Um, and also I have a Gmail account. Mm-hmm. It's um, Inspired Impressions um, Tulsa at gmail.com. Currently, we're working on the website, so will that be up and running here, hopefully within the next 30, 60 days? Awesome. And if you would like to support Inspired Impressions, you can utilize this podcast and donate. And yes, you can send her an email said, hey, did you get that support? And she's going to respond back and say, yes, I did, because Patrick is an up and up guy. All right. Thank you, Danelle, for coming. You're welcome. And that's it, folks. Till next time, we'll be having more Mothers on the Move women. Mothers on... Let me stop. (laughs) And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be on the lookout for more Mothers on a Mission.